This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Show. You might be mocking me or you might be staunchly agreeing with me. I can't tell. I'm mocking you. And the Bulldog. What is Fozzie uh, Bear's role in this production? On WGR Sports Radio 550. Fozzie Bear. Bulldog not here to clarify that comment. Explain it. One of the all-time great Fozzies, Fozzie Bear. Glad to hear his name mentioned on the show today. It's been too long. Welcome back. Joining me now, Mike Shope here on the West Her Hotline, is Steve Reed, who covers the Carolina Panthers, among other teams, for the Associated Press. Steve, I'm Mike. Nice to have you on. Hey, Mike. Nice to be on. How you doing? Good. Thank you. I would say myself about the Panthers, like, say, a year ago, eventually landing on Baker Mayfield, I, I don't blame them for trying. You know, like, they weren't in really any any good position at quarterback. You got to do something. And here they are a year later, kind of in the same place uh, for the most part. And maybe it's Derek Carr this time. Before we get to Carr, how did you feel last year about about them, about the Mayfield idea eventually? Well, yeah, I, I thought it was a low-risk move. And honestly, this team has been, been kind of throwing darts at the dartboard. You know, I mean, uh, you, know, you guys up in Buffalo, you got Josh Allen. So it's, it's you know, you just... You don't even think about the quarterback situation. It's just it, it's solidified. In Carolina, it's just been the opposite. They haven't been able to find anybody that you know has has you know the potential or has shown the potential to be a top notch quarterback. Now they drafted Matt Corral last year in the third round, um, and and he went out and and tore up his foot in the preseason. He was done for the season. Um, so you know, the, the Sam Darnold really hasn't worked out well for them. Uh, Baker Mayfield certainly didn't work out well for them. Teddy Bridgewater before that. They even brought Cam Newton back. Um, that didn't work out. So yeah, it's it's still a search and search and rescue when it comes to the quarterback situation for him. So right now, you know they're they're in the spot where they got the number nine pick um, in the draft, and, and and they've talked about wanting to develop a younger quarterback. Um, Scott Fitter, their general manager, was out in Seattle and. When um, you know they brought Russell Wilson in as a third-round pick and developed him and ended up winning a Super Bowl, and and he knows the importance of you know if you can if you can get a quarterback on a rookie contract, you can do you can do so much more under the, the salary cap. So in terms of the in terms of the Derek Carr situation, you know I, I think you know it might be something they look at if the price is really really right. Um, I don't think they're we would even think about overspending in this situation. Um, because I really think that they got their mind set on, on going after a young quarterback and developing that way uh, through the draft. Okay. Yeah, that, that's interesting. It's it's funny how like Frank Reich is there, and Indianapolis and Carolina have been pretty much parallels here. Indianapolis had a little bit more success, and the veteran quarterbacks they've landed have been bigger names, like more accomplished players. But yep, yep. really, 
it's kind of very similar. And I think of the Colts, Steve, as, okay, well, it's time for them to get a rookie. And they're in position to do that. It's time for the Jets to get a veteran because the rookie didn't work. You know, like teams operate that way. And Carolina is another where top 10 pick, it's just a matter of how the draft falls, I think, for the Panthers. Sure, and, and they've got a little bit of collateral where they can move up from that ninth spot, and there's you know some teams certainly willing to move out of that uh, you know that you know those top five picks. You know, Chicago's already you know there's, there's already reports that they would consider trading that number one pick. Now, how much you want to give up to move up to that spot? You know, that's that's a different question. But um, it's just you know right now I think this team they, they like some of the quarterbacks coming out. They would really like to develop one of their younger guys. I'm not saying that they don't sign Carr, but it would have to be at a at a price that's 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 reasonable. And I don't think you know some of the reports that I've you know heard what he's asking for here. I, I just don't see that fitting into their their development mode in terms of what how they want to you know build this franchise. Uh, you know, I, I I go back to the draft. I think they just want to bring in a guy who is you know who's going to be. You know their long-term future, and right now, you know, hey, listen, Derek Carr. I mean, he's 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 had his chance. You know, I mean, you look at his record; it's I think it's sixty-three and seventy-nine. Might be mistaken on that, but uh, his overall record as starting quarterback. You know, he's never won a playoff game. You know, he's been in the league nine years and 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 not won a postseason game. So, you know, it's it's you know, I know he's a big name and out all that out there, but you know, what has he really done? And, uh, you know, I think that's something that they got to evaluate, you know, in potentially bringing in a 32-year-old. You know, I also think, you know, if, if they were so interested in him, they would have been on the phone a little bit earlier. You know, I, mm-hmm. I think it's kind of, you know, like I said, it goes back to, you know, hey, you know, they would consider this guy to kick, kick the tires here if it was the right price, and that price, you know, would be, would have to be a low one in my opinion. Right. How much is it? How much is this going to cost me? <laughs> just find yeah. out. Might as well call yeah. and find out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, you, you look at, like, you know, Baker Mayfield, like, look at last year. I mean, they only end up paying a little over $4 million. Actually, a little less than that because they cut him with a few weeks right. left, left in the season. But, you know, when, when they when they traded for him, they were only going to pay $4 million out of out of that um, $18 million that he was going to make because, you know, Baker took a pay cut and then the Browns agreed to pay about $10 million. So, you know, it, it, it was a low-risk move, and it just didn't work out. You know, it was kind of a, you know, hey, we're, we're worth a shot in the dark, but, you know, it, it certainly yeah. didn't work out here. I, I think it was worth it, too. Uh, Steve Reed covers the Panthers for the AP here on WGR on Twitter at Steve Reed AP. By the way, you mentioned Corral in passing there as part of the, uh, the quarterback room. Atlanta, Desmond Ritter got a look. Sam Howell eventually in Washington got a look. These similarly... Yeah what, third-round prospects. Malik Willis did two in Tennessee and then was replaced by a guy off the street in a must-win game. Corral was hurt, so he didn't have – I I would think, Steve, I guess I'm asking this, he's on the field last year if he's not injured? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, at some point (laughs) because of the injuries they had. You know, I mean, you know, you look back at last year and, you know, Sam Darnold missed the first half of the season because of an ankle injury. Uh, Baker was struggling so bad – at the beginning of the season, then he suffered an ankle injury. P.J. Walker came in. Believe it or not, he suffered an ankle injury. Like, ankle injuries are like, you know, it's some kind of uh, crazy thing happening in Charlotte sports, you know. And uh, I go off on a tangent here, but last night, LaMelo Ball broke his ankle. You know, I mean, it's it's, it's been 
this really weird thing with ankle injuries in Charlotte's pro, uh, pro sports athletes, and it's just kind of consumed the, the city, and everybody's like, what is going on? You know, mm-hmm. And so all three of those quarterbacks you know, injured their ankle, and then Matt Corral hurt his foot. So, if yeah, at some point last season, Matt Corral would have definitely got a look if he had been, you know, not on injured reserve, season-ending injured reserve, and then, you know, had out been been you know out with that foot injury. So, so you know, I, I think there's some hope that you know he could he could come out and, and and show them something in training camp. But I also think when you got that number nine pick right now, I, I, the, the last couple times they passed on a quarterback when they've been drafting that high, and they got some decent players. But I think you know this year. I, I think it's imperative they go they go get a quarterback. I happen to like uh, Corral last yeah. year. We're talking about the draft. He was at Ole Miss and he got hurt in the bowl game yeah. against Baylor. And like, oh, that's really bad for him. But he was kind of my favorite of those guys there for a minute, but didn't get the chance. So he may be relevant. Is the bottom line here, depending on yeah, what absolutely. happens. And, and- yeah, and he's got a strong arm. I mean, he, he I've, I've watched him, you know, in the you know in the mini camps and in training camp. I mean, he can put the ball out there. He can make the NFL throws. Um, not the biggest guy, not the tallest quarterback, but you know, there, there's something there. Um, you know, I think he he certainly deserves a look. Now, are they going to go into the season and bank on him being the quarterback? No, you know, I I, I don't see that happening. But they want to see what he can do. You know, get out there and play a little bit and and, and see what they got in him. Um, and hopefully develop him along with, you know, potentially a first-round draft pick along the way. With Steve Reed from the AP who covers the Carolina Panthers, Mike Shope here on WGR. Well, one thing about all in this quarterback equation, Steve, is I think you'd agree they could win. Like if, say, say it ends up at Carr, who you know is at least decent, like he's okay, mm-hmm. and with the young players they have, love DJ Moore, you know, Horn, different guys on that team. A few teams like this. The Jets are a little bit like this. But the division that Carolina is in is like, I mean, I think they'd be the favorite if they signed Carr, depending on what else happens. I think they'd be the favorite. Very potentially. I mean, yeah, you look at the quarterbacks in this division right now, um, and it's, 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 yeah, it's gone from pretty good to, you know, when it, when it was, uh, you know, uh, Tom Brady and, you know, Drew Brees and Matt Ryan and uh, Cam had just left with, with, with Carolina, but um, you know, I mean, there was a there was a time where there was some pretty dark quarterbacks here, and then all of a sudden it's like, what 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 is going on? And you look at last year, I mean, it was you know a war of attrition. Whoever was going to win that that uh, NFC South, and you know, the, the, listen, the Panthers had it right in their grasp. All they had to do was really beat the Bucks, and uh, they went down to Tampa Bay and lost in week. Uh, 17 and then you know that was it the bucks you know clinched it but um the panthers had they won that they were in they were in the driver's seat to to win this division with a losing record um right. and uh and they were up 14 nothing weren't they yeah it, it, you know it was just and then all of a sudden it was just you know tom brady decided to play and you know they just crushed them and so um yeah and then that that you know there went the season but th- this is a team that is really built around a, a pretty decent defense. And um, one of the things they've really done this offseason, which I like, is they've gone out and got a really experienced coaching staff. I like the Frank Reich hire. There's a lot of people that aren't happy about them letting go of Steve Wilkes, the interim head coach um, from last year, who was 6-6. Six and six. A lot of people liked what he had done, and I agree he did a good job. But I do like the, right, the Frank Reich hire. I also like that he's gone out and put guys around him 
like Jim Caldwell and Dom Capers, guys who have been former head coaches. They've hired, um, you know, guys who, you know, position coaches like Sean Jefferson, Deuce Staley, guys who have been around the league. Um, it's a really, really experienced coaching staff. Um, they've hired game management um, a coach. They've hired, uh, you know, they've bulked up their front office. Uh, David Tepper's doing everything he can to help this team win. And really, Mike, what it comes down to is the guy under center. They, they need the guy under center. I mean, you take Josh Allen, you put him down here in Carolina, and all of a sudden, right, they're a, they're, they're a pretty darn good football team because they got a good defense, they got some weapons, and but they, they need the quarterback. They, they need the quarterback. They would be the NFC favorite. Like, yeah. The, the imbalance between the conferences at quarterback lately is crazy. Now you might have Rodgers leaving. I guess we thought that could happen last year, too. And, I mean, Hurts really did smash this year, yeah. but, man, like the – we talk about this all the time, Steve, the AFC, you know, so many elite quarterbacks or just guys who are right there. I mean, I, Derek Carr, for me, I don't know, like it's money, but he's got a few teams that might be interested, and he might look very different in the in the NFC, out of the AFC West, out of Mahomes' shadow, or even Justin Herbert's. Russell Wilson was supposed to be good, and that didn't happen, but I don't know, it's such an imbalance right now. Interesting. Sure. Yeah, very possible. And, you know, and, and people forget that, you know, uh, his brother was here for a year in Carolina in okay. 2007. Uh, yeah, David Carr. So, uh, you know, he played here for, I think he started four games, went one and three as a starter. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, it, listen, hey, it, it's not out of the realm of possibility. They are going to meet with him this week, kind of kick the tires on him when they're up in Indianapolis. The Jets are also going to meet with him. The Saints are there as well. Um, you know, and part of this could be to, you know, see, seeing what, you know, what his asking price is. And, you know, if the Saints are really interested in getting them, you know, maybe driving up the asking price a little bit for the Saints, right? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, teams do that certainly within their division and, you know, make it more difficult, you know, for their, for their division rivals. But, you know, it, it, listen, it would not be a terrible hire, but I, I just, you know, if it's you know, a terrible signing, if it's, if it's at the right price, I just don't see them going and spending twenty-something million dollars a year on Derek Carr. I just don't see that happening. Mm-hmm. I think they're more uh, inclined to just go through the draft and, and build that way. A minute or two more with Steve Reed, if you have it, Steve. I, I wanted to ask you about running back. We're always having the, the the debates now in football about the the value of running back. Carolina was an interesting example with Christian McCaffrey, as great as he is. You know, they it didn't really seem to help that much in the win column, as great as he is. And that's, of course, a point that gets debated all the time, which is fine. You know, I'm a big fantasy player, and I'm trying to figure out where the best landing spot is for Bijan Robinson, the considered best running back in this draft. And Carolina is my favorite answer. Um, it would probably, I don't know if it would have to be the first round. It probably couldn't, it seems like nine is crazy, and the second round is probably too late. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe it doesn't fit, but. I don't know. I just wanted to throw that by you that I think, like, again, I'm thinking maybe Carr, but that's maybe not what happens. I don't know. I like I like this, my, my imaginary vision of the Panthers. That have, it has that receiving core and Carr and Bijan Robinson. Um, if you don't have, I don't know what there is to ask about him to Carolina to ask you, but maybe you have a thought on the whole, like, the whole premise, like that running backs... I don't know. Like, what did what did Carolina learn from the Christian McCaffrey years? Well, I I, I think what they kind of learned, and this may go a little bit against your theory, but I think they learned is you don't have to spend huge money because when they when they when they 
re-signed uh, Christian McCaffrey uh, to an extension. He, he became the highest-paid running back in the league. And, you know, so they did that. They put all that money in, and guess what? He got hurt. You know, it's a position that guys get hurt at. Right. It's just a fact. Uh, probably more so than any position in the league, right, because you're taking such a banging. Um, but, you know, I, I think they, you know, when you got a guy who you – pretty much got off the street. I mean, he's a free agent, you know, and Deontay Foreman, and he comes in and, and plays as well as he did, you know, ran for more than 900 yards in nine games. Um, you know, he, he played pretty damn good football, and and, and he's, he's a free agent again this year. He's a guy that they want to bring back. Um, I, I think that's their thinking is like, you know, maybe we shouldn't tie up a lot of money, a lot of resources at this position because you can get guys. You know, you can get guys – you know, the, I don't want to say they're dime a dozen, but you can you can find some running backs who who are going to help you out as long as you got a good blocking scheme, and and their offensive line. The, the one thing you got to say about Carolina is the the offensive line went from horrible to really good last year. It was a good offensive line. They're they're they, they got to work a little bit on pass protection, but um, as in terms of running the football, they did really well. Um, they, you know, they added a lot of guys. They had Austin Corbett from the Rams, Bradley Bozeman uh, from the Rays, Ravens, and they drafted um, uh, Iki Ekwanu right. um, with a top ten pick from NC State. And those guys all panned out really well. And so their offensive line is, is is now one of the strengths of this team. And they feel like they can run the football. You know, Chuba Hubbard was the guy who's back, and he'll see action next year too. So I, I just think, you know, really it's. This organization, Mike, is so set on finding that quarterback. And once they find that quarterback, they feel like, you know what, we, we can we can find some running backs to fit in this offense. Oh, 100%. That completely, perfectly subscribes to my theory, actually. Like, uh, even McCaffrey. McCaffrey was someone that I thought was treated as an exemption to, yeah. the, to this rule. It was so much money. But like, you know, there, there was resistance to, no, I wouldn't have signed Christian McCaffrey. Like, when Zeke signed with Dallas, everybody yeah. left. But... Yeah. But not McCaffrey, who is still great, and he went to San Francisco and was great. You know, fine, fine. But, yeah, Foreman was really nice there. And I, I wouldn't draft B. John Robinson. Steve, he's mocked to the Bills constantly. Like, the, yeah. the the Bills have a pretty good team here, as you know. And running back has kind of been so-so. So these draft guys constantly want to put B. John Robinson here, it seems. And that might happen. I mean, the Bills have been hot for different running backs, but I I would hate it. For them. Yeah, and I, yeah, I, I kind of you know I was I was you know when when McCaffrey was it was kind of obvious that they were going to start to look to move him. I thought Buffalo might have been you know a good option for him, you know because you know boy you put him in that offense you start thinking wow, you know yep. you, you could you could pass the ball. You look at all your options in the passing game. You can run the ball. I mean, who's going to stop this team? But, um, you know, obviously Buffalo didn't show a whole lot of interest in, in McCaffrey. He ends up at San Francisco, and he, he played great. Again, he's you know, he's an extremely productive player. Um, he could do so many things for you. Um, but, you know, do you build your team around a running back these days? No, you got to have a quarterback. Right. Yeah, it turns out what they needed him to be able to do in San Francisco was pass at the in the end. <laughs> right. and I, yeah, when, you, I, when you have no one who can pass. <laughs> right. I guess they found his his limitation. Yeah, uh, exactly. Very nice conversation, Steve. I enjoyed it. Thanks for your time. Anytime, Mike. All right. Steve Reed on Twitter at Steve Reed R E E D A P. Interesting team, Carolina. I I sounded maybe like I was sort of trying to convince him of Derek Carr. Is it because of that draft we did? <laughs> 
Maybe it is. I drafted Derek Carr to Carolina. Well, he sounds like it's not going to happen. Didn't, if you were listening, Dan Leberfeld sound much the same way yesterday about Carr? Guy, I don't want to be critical. I mean, he, both these guys, like Dan I've known a long time too, but they both referenced Derek Carr's record. You, you, know, you know what? If you want to look at stats like that, let me go get the Raiders' rankings on defense the last 10 years. Like, they're horrendous. They've had the worst defense in the NFL overall for like a decade. And it's funny to me because for a long, I said this the other day, I, I've like been the Derek Carr critic a little bit. Like, not that we talk about him that often, but the one year he was an MVP candidate, I'm like, just stop. Ended up in arguments about him. You know, there's always one guy, it seems, that I think everybody else is just wrong about. So I, I was like, no, he's not actually great guy when it came to Derek Carr. And now this month, I feel like I'm his, like his manager, like I just his promoter, because I think the Jets, the Panthers, and the Saints all go right to the playoffs if they have him. They go right to the playoffs. And these are like perennial losers, less so the Saints, I guess. But, you, you know, like they, I think they go right to the playoffs with Carr, way more so than Will Levis or somebody. Like the Jets aren't going to do that. So, I don't know. Like I, I wouldn't I, – I can't say I never do it, but the, the record point – just doesn't really for it doesn't work for me like there's just way more to it and what he's won he's responsible for that but only to a point so maybe maybe I'm wrong cuz I can't seem to find anybody in our Rolodex here who wants to tell me that they want their team to sign Derek Carr it must be a me problem Sal Capaccio at 5 lines are open now 8030550 want to talk running back that idea it's my favorite uh Derek Carr the Sabers Good to trade deadline week. A lot on that yesterday. This is Mike Shope on WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.